Hello and welcome to Soundstage. This is our second instalment of Soundstage or SS02 if you want to be really cool or if you're just a bit lazy like me. Um, My name's James Marriott. I'm the founder of Sound Media where we help people to unlock the power of podcasting. How I describe it is I help people to make kick-ass podcasts from concept to content. Um, I call myself a podcast strategist because I am about supporting people through the functional and tech side of starting a podcast, but also the strategizing, because you know what? Anyone can start a podcast pretty much just like that, but without properly strategizing and conceptualizing, it will probably be as successful as El Dorado was on the telly in the 90s. That's probably a bit of a niche Reference actually might be showing my age a little bit there. Kids, if you don't remember Eldorado, Google it. Look it up on YouTube. It was terrible. Um, Soundstage is where we unlock expert knowledge from some kick-ass guests. There's going to be a little bit of a podcast slant to it as well as we go along, as you'd probably expect. Today is all about personal branding and, of course, where audio and podcasting fits into that. So, um, hello if you are listening to the podcast version of this. Hello if you are watching a replay of the live stream of this. But an especially big hello if you are watching us right now live on LinkedIn or on YouTube. We are a very broad church. You are very welcome here. Please get involved if you want to do. On that note, if you are tuned in live, um, say hello in the comment box. Uh, We want to do some shout outs. So tell us who you are. Tell us whereabouts you are. Perhaps most importantly, tell us what you had for lunch. I'm a bit nosy like that. I would love to know. Um, All the way through, if you've got questions that you want to ask us, then please do. If you agree with something that we say, tell us. If you disagree, tell us. Comments welcome right the way throughout the show. Use the comment box on the platform that you're listening to, and uh, we will uh, will run through those as we go. we have a guest to introduce onto the soundstage today. So let's meet her. Hello to Nia Patel, who is personal brand manager at, I hope I'm going to say this right, Kurogo. I've been, I've been practicing it. Yeah. Excellent. Good stuff. Um, you can do a much better job of introducing yourself than I can do, Nia. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and welcome. Hey guys, thanks for joining uh, me and James this afternoon. So yeah, as James said, I'm Nia. I'm a personal brand manager at Kurogo. We are a global personal branding agency. You might have seen a few of us uh, regularly posting on LinkedIn. In terms of how I got to where I am, I'm afraid it's one of those I fell into marketing kind of stories. I actually studied maths with finance and accounting um, at university. I went to Queen Mary University of London uh, in Myland, East London. So it was very much an I fell into marketing kind of story. I basically realized that as I went on a placement year as part of my degree, that a big fancy corporate career just really wasn't for me um and that meant I felt quite scared and anxious when I came back to university for my final year as well if I wasn't going to go into a corporate career career what was I going to do um and that's why personal branding kind of saved me I guess you can (laughs) kind of say so around about January last year I started posting content a little bit more often on LinkedIn at the time I was part of a brand ambassador program and that's where I kind of got introduced to personal branding what it is and how to kind of go about it 
it got to around about April, April, May kind of a kind of time uh, last year. And I saw a post from our, our now head of social, Isabel Cowell, if she's watching this, uh, hopefully she'll say hello. Um, saw a post from her on LinkedIn that Grogo were hiring for personal brand managers. I didn't really have anything to lose. So I sent off an application and within a week I got the job and here we are. That was a very whistle-stop tour, but hopefully that made sense to some of you guys. Amazing. Uh, we'll probably probe a little bit more into um, into that and, and your background. I always think with something like this, your your own journey is really interesting because it's such a it's such a yeah. big part of of anyone's personal brand. So I'm sure we'll um, we'll, we'll we'll come on to that. Um, I'm going to do a, a small disclaimer at this point. So um, anyone that that joined us for the first soundstage last month, um, I was in my home office where I have two huge screens. Um, today I'm not. I'm in a different office today, and I'm just working from my laptop screen. And I've realised I've got about about four and a half percent of the uh, screen size that I uh, that I normally have. So got buttons and all stuff going all over the place. So if there are any technical disasters, all my fault, I apologise. I'm blaming it on the screen size. Um, hopefully all will go well. Um, Nia, to start with, um, just tell us, what do you define as personal brand? So I actually kind of did a post about this on one of my socials a couple of days ago. I think it's really, to define what a personal brand is, you need to really define what it isn't. And what personal branding is not, is just creating content. Now that might ruffle a few feathers out there on LinkedIn because obviously content is a huge part of a personal brand, but that's all it really is, is it's a contributor, a very significant contributor, don't get me wrong, but that's all it is. Your personal brand is the reputation that you want to create for yourself both online and offline. So whether that's in the content that you produce and that you post on social media, whether that's how you come across to people at a networking event, your personal brand is the reputation you want to create to get to your goals and to get to where you want to be. It's not just about the content that you create online. So I appreciate that might ruffle a few content creators feathers, um, but that's just kind of the way I see it. It's important to remember that your personal brand is the reputation that you're going to create and content is a vehicle that will get you there not just the content if that makes sense if, if if there are people that want to argue um with 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 you with us then um please please do please Very use the on. comment box um tell us if you if you agree or, or or disagree um following on from that then do you think um do you think people understand what a personal brand is and i ask that because the reason i wanted to ask you your first question what do you define as personal brand because i think um, different people interpret it in different ways. I mean, your your answer kind of, you know, re- re- referenced that as as well. Um, and what what some people class as being a, a personal brand, when I hear them talk about it, and I'm like, mm, I'm not, I'm not sure. But uh, uh, do do I fully understand? Maybe it's me that's got this wrong. I don't know. So, um, do you? Yeah. What what do you th- do? You, do you think people have a good grasp of what personal branding is? Because it's not it's not really new, is it? It's something that's been going on for decades and decades. Yeah. But the way that it's kind of packaged up as personal branding now still feels like it's a relatively new concept. I think the thing is that personal branding has been around for years, but we've only just, the reason why people think it's so new is because of the rise of social media. 
So social media, thanks to, you know, the rise of LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, all these social media platforms rising over the last few years, that is kind of the reason why personal branding has blown up as much in the way that it has, because people are seeing social media as, again, the vehicle that is going to get them to help them to build their personal brands and build their reputation online. What people don't realize is, as I mentioned, the offline aspect of your personal brand and how you actually come across to people in real life needs to match with how you're coming across online. So I'd probably say that, yeah, is that it's something that's definitely been around for a while, but the reason it feels so new is because of the growth of social media and how people are seeing, are kind of just channeling themselves into seeing social, into seeing social media equals personal brand. And they're not wrong, but they're not, a hundred percent there either so that's kind of how i see it can do you think it's possible to to kind of create a personal brand for yourself that maybe is not quite your true persona um i I don't know if i described that kind of well enough there but, but what you said about um the way that you are in person how important that is i've met people before who online seem um I, i'll 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 go i'll go for the positive way of describing this people who online actually come across as perhaps just a little bit a little bit dry and um you know not that kind of not not particularly kind of interesting when i meet them in person and i'm like gosh you're nothing like i thought you were going to be obviously the other way around is also true and and lots of kind of in between things um there as well and I am sure that, that there are people that I can think of where I'm kind of like, actually, what they're what they're doing online is to try and create a, a, a sort of a persona that maybe isn't r- really who they are. Is is that all right? Yeah. I think it's perfectly natural to kind of fall into into that trap. And it's certainly one that I certainly personally myself struggled with when I started personal branding because the content that I was putting out online if you met me in person, it wasn't, there was a mismatch. What I was saying online and the way I came came across online wasn't necessarily how I'd come across in real life. And even more, it wasn't how I'd want to come across mm. in real life. And both ways, it's where there's a mismatch. It can be problematic in the long run because when people see the content that you post online and they get really excited, then they meet you in person and you realize they realize you're nothing like that. There's a problem there. And then the other way around, vice versa, It also it, there's also a problem. So I think this is kind of going back to my point of making sure your online reputation matches your offline reputation as well and why you need striking that balance and making sure that it, your online presence mirrors your offline presence. That is why it's so important because if either one of those, if there's a mismatch either way, you've got a problem. So <laughs> what... what um... What makes a good personal brand then? What what's the what are the kind of the key ingredients in a really good personal brand? It really depends on your goals and where you want to get to. So I think that's kind of a good starting point is really knowing what your goals are and what you what you actually want to get out of building your personal brand. Now that could be different for everyone. For some people it could be to find a new job. For some people, they might just want to expand their network. For others, they might want to position themselves as an expert in the industry. So getting clear on your goals and actually what you want to achieve before you do anything, before you post even one piece of content, that is really important. 
And the second part is when you actually do come to post content, making sure that the audience can get something out of it. Even if it's just a simple life lesson or if they learn something new from your content. And actually within that, how do you make the audience feel? Are you belittling them because you're using a load of fancy jargon that they don't like, that they're not going to be familiar with? Or are you actually inspiring them through your content? Are you invoking an emotion? Are you inspiring the audience to take action? So that's kind of the two. There are a lot of things that make up a great personal brand, but those two I kind of see are the main clear ones. Be clear on your goals and provide the audience with something through every piece of content that you produce. When when you talk about um, providing your audience with with something, I mean, I guess for for everyone at some point, um, they're starting from a point of maybe not really having much of an audience or feeling like they don't have much of a, a an audience, and are producing content that is kind of shouting into a little bit of a void, really. Um, what what what's your kind of thoughts on 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 that? Is is that something whereby you should just say, well, just just do it anyway? It doesn't matter that that maybe you don't get very much back from people at the beginning. You you just make a start, do it the way that you want to do it, and everything else will fall into place from from that point onwards. Or do you need to 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 do something to start building an audience before you kind of really get into that kind of personal brand posting? Honestly, 100%, uh, 100%. I think with when it comes to your audience, we all have to start from somewhere. Yeah. I Before I started on LinkedIn, I was basically non-existent. I had about less than 100 followers. Um, and I and it used to worry me as well. when I Whenever I'd used to post a piece of content, I'd always be like, no one is going to see this. What is, what is the point of me even posting if, yeah. if hardly anyone is going to see this? But the way I kind of reframe my mindset now, and I actually learned this trick off a creator that I met, is to look at your follower account, however many people it is. Let's say you have 100 followers on LinkedIn. That is 100 people that want to listen to what you have to say. And if you imagine those 100 people, you're stood in front of those people in a room right now, that's quite a lot of people still. So it's easy to compare yourself to all the big creators, to people who have more followers than you on LinkedIn and think, oh, they, they, they have such a big audience, they have such a big following, so many people are following them for their content. Yeah, that's great, but that doesn't mean that you know, that doesn't mean that your audience is worth any less. And actually, if you want to get to a certain goal and you want to achieve a certain something from your personal brand, you're going to need a certain you're going to need to tailor your audience towards that. And just because you have an of a wide audience, are they really the people that you want to target? And the, are they the people that are going to help you get to uh, get towards your goals? So yes, having a large audience is great. But number one, are they the right people in your audience? And number two, are they engaged enough? Are they following your, are, are they actually engaged with your content and enjoying what you're putting out there? So having a large, yeah, having a large audience is great, but there's a caveat to it that you have to remember. I, I always kind of think about it in terms of saying, yeah, all right, you know, every, everyone starts from having an audience effectively of zero, I guess, you know, at some point, everyone, everyone starts yeah. from, from that point. But then similarly, there's always a point, you know, any, anyone that you follow and interact with yourself at some point, you didn't know that they exist and you find them at some point. And that's never going to be with someone's first post, is it? It's always going to be some way down the line. Yeah. Um, I draw quite a lot of comparisons actually between this and um, podcasting in terms of people always kind of say to me well what's a good number of listeners to have to my podcast I'm like well that very much depends on what it is that you're trying to 
achieve. It's not necessarily always the be all and end all in terms of those kind of um, statistics and things that you should be measuring to judge the success of your podcast. But when people go, well, I've only got, you know, 50 people listening to my podcast and you think, well, there's whatever, four, four and a half, however many million podcasts there are in the world. 50 people chose yours over all that other content that they've got out there that they could consume. Um, and a very similar example to, to, to what, yeah, abs- absolutely. And, you know, if you've got 50, then you can go for 100. You know, it's it's like, you know, you are where yeah. you are, kind of take ownership of that, embrace it. But but as you were kind of saying, this idea of, you know, if, if you booked your, if you booked the function room, right, of your local pub at the bottom of the road, mm-hmm. and you were going to do a talk about whatever it is that, that, that you're passionate about, and... Uh, I said, how many people would would it be successful for, for to, you know to, to turn up to it? Um, and I think you know most people would say fifty people turned up to a talk in their local pub that they were doing. They'd be blown away by that. They'd be absolutely you know chuffed to to, to bits because people have got other stuff to do. There's yeah. loads of stuff demanding our attention, isn't there? So um, you know it's it's yeah. almost there's a bit of reframing to be done um, uh, uh, around that. Um, yeah. What about then um, everything that we've kind of talked about so far, very much centered around LinkedIn. Um, is LinkedIn the be all and end all in terms of social media platforms when it comes to personal branding or are there other platforms, other avenues that people should be looking at as well? Yeah. So LinkedIn is kind of the default in the personal branding world because of the nature of the platform, because it's obviously a business platform for professionals, because of what kind of goals people tend to have with their personal brands, whether it's getting new clients for their business or they want a new job. Because personal branding tends to have that employability aspect towards it, LinkedIn kind of tends to be the default platform. That is not to say that you can't build a personal brand on any other social media platform out there, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, any other social media platform of your choice, even if you want to start a blog and you don't really want to go down the social media route, or if you want to start a newsletter or an email list, even a podcast, there's so many different routes that you can take to build a personal brand that are suited to what your skills are and where your interests lie. Um, So LinkedIn is great and it's, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without LinkedIn, but it's not the only platform that you can use to build your personal brand. It's just because of that employability aspect that makes up so much of personal branding. People tend to default to LinkedIn as a social media platform, but it's not the only one. I I think this is a question you've pretty much already answered, to be honest, but I'm going to I'm going to ask it because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of framing it in a particular way. Does your personality have to come across in your obviously we're talking specifically here aren't we about personal branding does your personality need to come across 100 percent. it needs to like your personal it's going back to the point that we made earlier that your online and your offline presence need to match and the way to do that is to evoke your personality so if you're someone that's very open and you like sharing in, in your live stories do that if you don't like to talk in such a formal tone, like most, you know, like the kind of misconception that LinkedIn has is that people talk in a really stuffy corporate tone. If you're not like that, that's fine. You can be in for, you can be as informal as you like on LinkedIn. And people like that. People like to see, like when they're reading social media copy, they like to see that it's coming from an actual human and not from a robot. So it's really important to let your personality shine online because then when people meet you in real life, they know that the person that they've seen, that the human behind the profile 
is is the actual human and what they've seen on what they've seen in, in online is matching what they're seeing in real life so that's really important 100% let your personality shine through and don't be afraid to show it i i i couldn't agree more with 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 that and mm-hmm. and i think um this stuff, you know, any, anyone that's watching this, that maybe, um, maybe they 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 know you. They've tuned in for you. I had no idea who I was before the 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 live stream. I hope that you know quite quickly they get a bit of an idea about who I am. So you know, for me, it's very much about being informal, being friendly, um, you know, being able to poke a bit of fun at myself. Um, I wear a cap pretty much everything I do, which is to hide the fact that I've lost all my hair, but that's a different matter. Um, and, um, you know, wearing hoodies, you know, kind of bright colours. I doesn't matter what it is, every meeting I go to, I'll wear jeans and trainers because that's me. And, and I totally appreciate that actually the way that I put myself across and actually the way that I dress and the way that I speak when I'm at events what? will probably turn some people off and they'll probably think, actually, I'm not sure I want to work with him. But that's fine because it was never going to work to start with. Um, so, yeah. you know, just that kind of embracing who you are and getting that, across just it also allows I think people to make the right decisions about whether you're the right person for them whether it's to continue engaging with you or when they're ready and they go actually I do need someone to help me with this thing and I'm really in tune with who you are or I'm really not in tune with who you are that's that's fine this leads me absolutely this leads me to my follow-on question um, mm-hmm. So if we're saying, yes, it's important for your personality to come across in your personal brand, does it therefore follow that um, someone has to be outgoing? They have to be quite loud. They have to be quite flamboyant. Um, and there's there's a load of other kind of you know words that I could drop in there. I think you kind of get where I'm going with, with that. Is it necessary yeah. to have that kind of personality in order to have a successful personal brand? So I would say it definitely helps just because if you're naturally quite quite outgoing, quite flamboyant, as you say, it's easier for you to open up and it up and for that kind of outgoingness, that extrovertedness, I guess you could say, in you to kind of come through. But it's by no means necessary. Just because, let's say in real life, you're someone who's quite shy, you take time to open up to people, that's okay. And it's still possible to build your personal brand despite the fact that in real life you might be a little bit more shy. Perhaps that just means that online there are some things that you're not as comfortable sharing as others are. So certain moments in your life that actually I'm not quite ready for it. I'm not sure I'm ready for the online world to know about that. And that's okay because it's all about setting boundaries. Just because you're building a personal brand and you're regularly posting content online, whether that's personal content, thought leadership, you don't have to share absolutely everything and everything in your life story that you are allowed to keep some moments private. Obviously it's very important to be transparent and always be honest in your content, but there's a difference between being transparent and honest and sharing absolutely everything that's happened in your life and having personal boundaries and not sharing certain things because you're not comfortable is by no means going to stop, going to hinder you in any way when it comes to building a personal brand. And that's probably one piece of advice I'd give to people actually is have certain boundaries um, when it comes to sharing things online. Just because you're seeing your friend open up about their life story doesn't mean you have to. All about like, 
if that's where your boundary is absolutely fine that's a really important mm-hmm. part of being um authentic as well isn't it if you just do yeah. what other people do because it's worked for them all you're actually doing is just trying to be a version of someone else and not really kind of embracing and, and being yourself so yeah that seems really important um what, what about then uh we've touched a little bit on podcasts so what are your views in terms of um podcasts where they fit into a personal brand what kind of role that they can play how useful they can be for someone in terms of building that that personal brand honestly podcasting podcasting when it's done right can be such a huge part of anyone's personal brand because i think the thing about podcasting is that it allows you to reach such a wider audience people that you might not necessarily be able to reach through social media you can reach through a podcast and the way that you can come across in a podcast can actually be a little bit more raw, a bit more off the cuff, and actually even a little bit more authentic in a podcast because you're speaking to someone, you're actually having a conversation with someone, you're not typing up an article, a blog post, or a piece of or a social media post, you're actually speaking to someone. And that can be a little bit more authentic sometimes than speaking than posting something on social media, because even with a social media post, you've perfected that. You've spent time editing it, writing it it, until, yes, you're absolutely 100% happy. When you're in a podcast, you literally just have to talk. And whatever comes out of your mouth, that that is the content. And sometimes people actually resonate with that a little bit more. They like hearing those raw, unfiltered conversations from people. Like I'm speaking to you now. I probably wouldn't write exactly as I'm talking in a social media post, but... I'm hoping that people learn something from this conversation and that I'm having and from the words that I'm speaking from my mouth. So that's one of the things I really love about podcasting is that sometimes those raw, unfiltered conversations that you get just from speaking to someone can actually be of a lot more value than a social media post. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of things that I wanted to to bowl in, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on, on these. So, so reasons that I think that I have a lot of conversations with people who are interested in starting a podcast, as, you, as you'd imagine. That's that's what I do, um, and you know, all all the time, I think it's fair to say that that this kind of question around how does this, you know, is this is this good from a personal branding point of view? That comes around a lot, and I always. Uh, I think there's a lot of different points, but there's two things that I always really try to sort of dwell on a, a, a little. Um, and one of those is um, the how personal. A, a podcast is so if you think about um i used to have a diagram that i used on like a powerpoint whenever i was doing a presentation which was uh probably the worst slide anyone's ever made in a powerpoint which was um someone's um someone shouting something and someone else's ear right next to it and it was to get across this idea <laughs> of the fact that um podcasting is literally yeah. your words going in someone's ear and yet you, you know you will probably your your yeah. podcast concepts will probably involve having guests on it's probably not just going to be you talking at you know directly at a a, a listener but you are leading that 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 conversation and it's your words going directly into someone's ear and and that's so so personal so i i just think it's magical that we have this opportunity that that people and and, and this is not you know this is not some clever marketing trick people press play on the podcast themselves they say to you yes i want you to put your voice 
your opinions, what you think about things. I want you to put it straight into my ears, which are right next to my brain. I'm giving you active permission to get inside my brain. I'm like, that is just so powerful. Why would people not want to do a a podcast as part of their personal brand? But then the other thing as well is just, um, and this is related, I guess, but kind of the way that people consume podcasts is a bit different to other forms of content so anyone that's watching this live stream now is sat in front of a screen because they've got to do that's the way they've got to do it now there'll be some people that are listening to the podcast version um of of this kind of in a couple of days time once i've um got my arse into gear and actually edited it um and um those people might well be uh they might be in the car they might be commuting they might be on the train they might be out walking their dog or they could be in the gym on the treadmill because the the places where you can listen to a podcast are places that you just can't consume any other content if you want to go on the treadmill and try and read someone's latest blog good luck to you because you know you, you're going to end up having an accident if you want to watch a, a video <laughs> if you want to watch a, a, a video on youtube while you're uh, driving to work tomorrow then i hope you've got a number of a good lawyer because you're going to get yourself into some trouble but you know i mean they're, they're daft examples but i think what I'm, tr- I'm trying to get across there is just podcasting opens up this different way of communicating with with um people and it actually opens up a different way for people to be able to engage with you where they might not have time to do some of the other things that you want them to to do they might just not have time to kind of scroll through linkedin um but but yeah. you know a, a podcast allows that kind of on-demand way for people to um engage with what you what you think about things and what you care about things so they're, they're, they're two things that i really kind of dwell on that i just think are dead important yeah, hundred percent. And I think one of the things as well, when it comes to podcasting, is I I think people don't really give enough appreciation to podcast hosts and the work that actually goes into starting a podcast and keeping it going, as well. Um, we see all of these podcasts like millions, or like I think if anything goes by Emma Chamberlain, who's actually that was the first podcast I listened to, and I still listen to it. Even Stephen Bartlett, the Diary of a CEO, all of these podcasts that are currently on Spotify, a huge amount of work goes into them because not only are they available on Spotify, you can get them on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and to just the work that goes into even just one episode, you know, finding a guest, writing the script, actually recording the podcast and having the conversation and then downloading that conversation, making it available in video format, audio format, and distributing it across different platforms, even like getting social social media content from the podcast. There is so much work that goes into developing a, po- a podcast. So if anyone is out there watching this that actually hosts a podcast, my hat goes off to you because it is not easy and it's a lot of work. And I think people do need to actually kind of appreciate the work that goes into hosting a podcast because no matter what people tell you, it is not just a hobby. <laughs> no, it's not. And it is something that I think nowadays you've, you've you've got to do it right as well. I think, you know, gone are the days where actually you could literally yeah. just kind of think, oh, I'll just grab my phone, I'll just record and start talking and someone will listen to it. It needs to be more thought out. I mean, I kind of talked about the strategic side of, of what I do at the beginning. And that's really about saying to people, it's, it's not enough anymore just to think, oh, yeah, I'm interested in people like it. You know, it really does need to be thought out. You really need to understand 
who the audience is that you're trying to get so that you can talk to them. You know, you, you people engage with stuff yeah. because it's engaging, but you know, what's engaging to one person is not engaging to another person. So who are you trying to engage? Yeah. Just talk to them. Um, I don't want to, I don't want this whole conversation to dwell too much on um, podcast, but this next point, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of covers that a little bit in terms of what you were saying there about um, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do uh, a podcast, but it's because, you know, you don't just do a podcast one and think that's it. Great. Tick that box. It's, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the regularity and um, the the key word, I guess, is consistency. And I feel like this is an important point, maybe across the whole of, of personal branding. If we go back to the conversation that we had at the beginning of this chat, where we talked about everyone kind of starts with with zero, and um, at some point, someone's going to find one of your posts and think, "Oh, I really like this person," um, and it's unlikely that that's going to be the first post that you make you know they're going to find you somewhere down the line but how often you know if I if, if someone tweets something that I find quite interesting first thing I do is go and look at their, their profile how often do they tweet is it once every month because actually they're probably not worth following how important is consistency when when it comes to personal brand yeah so consistency is 100% important but there's a point that I want to make here, and it's something I tell a lot of people who, you know, when they get, I see, when I get questions in the DMs, you know, how do I start building my personal brand? Posting consistently is not the same as posting every day. What posting consistently means is picking a schedule that actually works for you, that you can fit around your other commitments, whether it's a job, you're studying, whatever those commitments are, create a posting schedule that actually works for you. So for me, I choose to post on LinkedIn three times a week because along with my job, along with other commitments that I have going on in my life right now, I can create three high quality posts per week that I know my audience are gonna at least somewhat enjoy. And post that is, and taking into account, like I say, my full-time job, all the other commitments I have going on, I know that I can set aside time to create three high quality posts per week to post on LinkedIn. That works for me. And for some people, they might have more time to create more posts and therefore post every day. For others, they might have less time. And so they might only choose to post twice a week. As long as you're creating a schedule that one, works for you, and two, is creating, allowing you to create that high quality content that your audience is going to enjoy, that is what matters most. Just because you're seeing all this advice online telling you you have to start posting every day if you're going to get noticed, no, you don't. It might be necessary in the beginning, particularly if you want to grow quite quickly, but it's not the be all and end all. Posting consistently and posting every day are not the same thing at all. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. It's kind of like you know the age old quality versus quantity question, isn't it? Which is you know if 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 you if you do set yeah. yourself a target of posting every day, do you end up some days putting out something that's just a bit naff? And actually, is it worth it? you know i i i worry sometimes and and i've been i've been sat in on conversations at things like networking events where people talk a lot about algorithms and oh you've got to do this for the algorithm and that for the algorithm and you think actually you've kind of lost the point of you know if if you if you are talking about interesting stuff people engage doesn't you know you could probably use an algorithm and post at a certain time of day to probably give yourself a better chance but people will engage anyway it's like if it's interesting the people will come and you know i I don't want to sound like i'm oversimplifying it but um i think that's an important point and we've had a few questions a few comments and, and and stuff as we've been um 
going through. Um, hi to uh, Karina, um, who this was a point that you made um, earlier on, where um, uh, Karina saying that um, keeps her, her personal, her other um, socials private, which is um, good. Um, I I did mention earlier about the fact that I'm only on a single screen, so I'm maybe not as hot on um, people's comments as I could have been, uh, because um, here's uh, Galib um, earlier who said, excellent point. I don't know what that was in reference to, so we can both give ourselves a pat on the back for that one. Um, Nia, we'll both take credit that um, it was for for one or the... Both from Karogo, both complete legends, and I'm I'm really glad that they're here. So shout out to both of you guys. Love you. Excellent. That's good <laughs> stuff. Actually, that leads me on to my next question, really, which is about Karogo and 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 you know what it what it is that you guys do. Yeah, so we um, create industry leaders through personal branding. That is our mission. So we currently work with a bunch of different CEOs and founders across multiple different industries, and we help them build their personal brands. Um, mainly working on LinkedIn at the moment, but we are also working on a few other projects behind the scenes to kind of help expand our services. So do stay tuned and you can check out our company page on LinkedIn if you just type in Kurogo, exactly as I've spelt it in uh, in my headline there. You can kind of see uh, see what we get up to. We are also on Instagram as well, at official Kurogo. Amazing. That was uh, very neatly done. I like that. Um, I um, this is this is the point where I guess normally what we do is go. Let's do some hints and tips and talk through your best practice for um, personal brand. What what I want to do is to go the total opposite. So what I want to know is the real don'ts. So the stuff that drives you up the wall that you see people doing and you've got your head in your hands, you're thinking, why, why are you doing this? Um, what what do you really dislike? What do you see that you hate? Honestly, we could be, <laughs> we could be here for a while. Um, I think the thing is, the, start, the first thing that really annoys me is when people's profiles are just not up to scratch. If you are going to be posting content regularly, and I mean regularly, like at least three times a week, people need to know that you're not a bot, or at the very least that you are an actual human that exists. And what people people probably don't realize is that your profile is kind of, that is your online, that is like representing you and your online presence, especially on LinkedIn. So please do a bit of work on your profile beforehand. And kind of tying into that, another thing that really annoys me is when people's about section is written in the third person. It's like, if people come to, again, people come to your profile because they want to know more about you. And they want to know, they want to feel that they're, you're actually kind of speaking to them. So that's why I like my about section, if you go onto, in, onto my profile, I'm probably going to get a thousand people roasting me alive for my profile now. But I write it in, in the first person because I want to feel like whoever's reading my profile I want them to feel like I'm actually speaking to them. And when it's written in the third person, it kind of just sounds like a corporate autobiography, which LinkedIn is, yeah, we're really not here for that anymore. So please write your about section in the first person and please like, just let me know that you're an actual human. Um, It's not hard. And I think in terms of content, one thing that really does annoy me is when when I can just tell that someone is posting a piece of content to go with everyone else. It kind of ties into this point, the point that we were made about authenticity earlier, which is like, they're trying to be authentic, but in at the same time, they're kind of just going away. They're kind of going along with what everyone else says. And 
that's not really being authentic, is it? If you're just going along with the flow because you're scared that you're going to get a little bit of backlash or you're worried about going against the grain. It's okay to not agree with what everyone else is saying on LinkedIn. As long as you're not being rude about it and you're not being disrespectful to other people and you can back, you can back your case with the reasoning why you don't agree, that is perfectly fine. And that's actually my final point I'll make because otherwise we'll be here till Christmas. Um, people being rude and disrespectful on LinkedIn. I've seen a lot of creators who I, I follow and I really look up to whenever I'm going through their comment section, you always get at least one hater or rude who people who are just comment and commenting just to be annoying. And it's not nice, especially when you know that that person's put a hell of a lot of work into their content, into what they're producing for their audience. Um, so yeah, people being rude or disrespectful, we're not here for it. Like I said, we could go on till Christmas, but uh, those are kind of my top three, I would say. No, that's, um, yeah, that's really good. A great point about people writing their, profile in first person it's it's just yeah, yeah i mean it's mm-hmm. uh talking in third person is such a, an unnatural thing to do anyway it's like you have to force yeah. yourself to to do it i have a, a bit of a, a pet hate about um and this is a consistency thing more than anything if you go on a company website and um you go to about us or meet the team and some are written in third person some are written in first person i'm like just pick one or the other pick one yeah or the other. um but that's a that's a different matter um it's another thing as well because in real life you wouldn't tell some or you like i wouldn't say to you nia does this I'd say like, I do like there's like, you wouldn't speak to someone in the third, like referring to yourself in the third person. Some, so some people probably would. would. Some people I mean, would. Some people probably do. I mean, if anyone watches Brooklyn Nine-Nine out there, um, you'll know Terry, you'll know Terry from, he, uh, also refers to himself in the third person. So unless you are Terry Crews, you don't refer to yourself in the third person. That is my random life content random life lesson of the day uh, just just put a comment from um Susanna upon screen is Susanna one of your colleagues yes, yes she is Excellent. please don't copy just yeah this is another pet peeve as well copying and pasting other people's content and not giving them credit for it big no-no just because it went viral for them that doesn't mean it's going to work for you and also it's not cool it's not cool to go around copying and pasting other people's content because it's like going back to the point I made before people put work in, they put really work hard to produce the content that they're making for their audiences and to steal their ideas and not credit them enough for it. It's, it's not nice. It's happened to a few of my, my friends before and I really do feel for them when it does happen because yeah, it's not cool. So don't do it guys. I I mean, (laughs) it is basically theft and uh most of the i mean thing is you will get found out won't you you know the point of having a personal brand is it needs to be you it really needs to be your personality because uh, uh, you can't you can't just pretend to be someone else forever at some point you know we've talked about that um and actually it wasn't something i thought would come up particularly much this idea of you know kind of online persona versus Mm -hmm. in real life persona but at some point you know people will will find you out because they'll meet you and be like They've actually not actually got anything to say at all about anything um, because it's, you know, their, their, their whole online persona is based around just stealing other people's thoughts and ideas and stuff like that. So really, really good point. Um, there's been some fantastic points yeah. in there. There's, there's one one other thing that I just wanted to kind of touch on um, with you. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I find it really fascinating to ask anyone about, about um, this. And it's a very, very specific question about LinkedIn. But yeah. um, your personal profile on LinkedIn versus business 
pages, business profiles on LinkedIn. I always, you know, generally for me, um, business pages have never massively taken off on, on LinkedIn. It's very much about um, people. And, you know, there's all the cliches, people buy from people. You know, I, I sell person to person, all that kind of stuff that, that, that really does feel yeah. relevant. Where, where do you sit on, on, on that in terms of, you know, it feels like it's still expected yeah. that your business should be on LinkedIn, should have a page on LinkedIn, but actually your the majority of your time should be spent on your own personal page. Yeah, so the company page kind of personal page profile debate on LinkedIn, it's been it's been going on for a while now, to be honest, it is kind of still ongoing. Um, it is definitely easier to grow a personal page on LinkedIn than it is to grow a company page. And I think the reason for that is people buy from people on LinkedIn. That's just kind of the way LinkedIn's structured and kind of just how people tend to interact on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, people just tend to trust a personal page, page more than they do a company page. That is not to say it's completely impossible to grow a company page on LinkedIn. Some tips that I'd probably give to people who are kind of struggling with that at the moment, share the company behind the scenes of the companies, whether it's photos from an event, videos, day in the life content, anything that's kind of showcasing the people behind the business that can just kind of help give your company page a little bit more of a passable, a human touch to it rather than just um, posting, using it to just post company updates, promotions, anything like that. If you can take people behind the scenes of your company and actually make them feel like they're a little bit involved with the day-to-day -day activities, that can probably help grow your company page a little bit more. So it's more, you kind of have to treat your company page exactly like a, uh, like a personal page. And yeah, it will, it will definitely take a lot longer to grow into the kind of, into the thousands, 10,000s of followers, but that's literally just because of the nature of LinkedIn. People tend to trust personal pages more. That's why they you kind of see that they tend to grow a little bit quicker. But it's not impossible um, for company pages to grow on LinkedIn. It's just a little bit more effort if that makes sense brilliant mm -hmm. no that's really really um that's mm -hmm. that's dead useful you're right it is the bit that's been going on for a long time suspect it will probably always rumble on in in some way or another but really interesting to your perspective on um on that i i am out of questions uh we've had some 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 really interesting mm -hmm. um comments obviously through throughout the recording um as well or throughout the live stream as well and um, thank you to everyone who has um, got involved um, of course there will be a podcast version of this you may well be listening to it now thinking of course there is I know there's a podcast version because I'm listening to the podcast version um, but um, you know if you do want to go back and uh, pick out any ideas then the podcast version will be available to find on all the different platforms Spotify Apple podcast wherever you, you kind of tend to listen to your um, to your podcast you'll be able to uh, find it there uh, we'll be back with another soundstage um, next month and um, uh, next month, we are looking at email marketing. So growing your email list, as you'd expect, where a podcast fits into it is also going to be part of that discussion. And that's with uh, Joe Hodge, who is the digital marketing fairy. Um, and that is uh, around about a month or so from now. In fact, exactly four weeks today uh, on the 16th of uh, May. And that's at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Nia, if they've got any questions, if they, they want to kind of probe a bit further with um, you or just want to you know, engage with your posts and um, and stuff like that, what's the best way of, of people getting in touch and following you? 
Yeah, so obviously uh, my LinkedIn profile, which I believe should be linked uh, in the LinkedIn live event, um, or you can just search Nia Patel on LinkedIn. I uh, It's a picture of me with a bright pink background, so you really can't miss me. Personal brand manager at Corogo is in my headline, so that's how you'll know it's me. I also run an Instagram page kind of sharing my tips and tricks for building your personal brand. It's called Shine Bright Social Media. Um, so you can find that on Instagram. If you also go to my LinkedIn profile, there's a link in my featured section where you can go follow me on Instagram as well. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, if um, today's conversation has um, inspired you to take a closer look into podcasting, I am always up for a chat if anyone wants to um, to get in touch. Sound Media has a, a range of bespoke packages that can help someone that maybe wants to start a podcast with a very keen eye on their personal brand. Uh, we do also offer one-off podcasts uh, for people that want to kind of try it out, dip their toe in the water before deciding whether or not to um, to commit. Um, and we do offer 50% off for anyone uh, that has found us through Soundstage. So um, if you want to get in touch, wearesoundmedia.com or just drop me an email, james at wearesoundmedia.com. If you mention Soundstage, uh, you can lock in that 50% discount. If you are chomping at the bit to get started in um, podcasting, then um, we, I am running um, a podcast workshop, which is next Tuesday at uh, one o'clock UK time, which is done online. Um, if you search on Eventbrite, you'll be able to find that. In fact, here is a lovely QR code that you can um, that you can scan if you want to find out more about that. There is also one at the end of May as well, which you'll also find out about using that QR code on um, Eventbrite. And I think that's probably just about it um please do connect with me on linkedin if we're not already connected search for james marriott you'll um you'll you'll find me and um nia thank you very much for joining us today it's been a real pleasure to chat to you thank you very much thank you for having me really enjoy, really enjoyed the conversation today james and thank you so much for inviting me to be on the podcast really really enjoyed it lovely thank you uh, nia and thank you for tuning in um be it for the live stream be it watch again or be it the podcast version hope to see you back at the sound stage for another expert guest next month thank you so much for